Welcome back to another episode of Business Partner Partners. Today we are joined by the wife and wife team from Ink Meets Paper, Allison and Jamie Nadeau. Thank you for coming. Thank We're you. so glad to We're be so here. Happy to Thank be you. Here. So this is pretty cool. Um, Allison and Jamie have been in Greenville since about 2022, correct? Yes. Correct. So they're newer to the Greenville, South Carolina area and brought an amazing business to Greenville from Charleston, South Carolina, um, which a lot of people aren't moving from Charleston to Greenville as much as people are moving to Charleston these days, but we're happy to have y'all in our town. Um, oh, we love it here. We're yeah. so glad we're here. Yes. So we're just going to get to know them a little bit. Also, Ryan's here. I'm here. <laughs> um, but less important. So let's talk about... Um, wow. We, <laughs> I mean, I agree. You but... are important. Okay. Um, okay, so... As a podcast that focuses on couples working together, we want to learn about how y'all met. So first, let's talk about your um, your story. Sure. So um, we have known each other an extremely long time. Uh, we recently celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. Wow. Congrats. Um, yeah. We met in middle school. <laughs> we did. We did. We both started wow. the same school together. Yeah. And where, where was middle school? In Nashville. 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 Okay. So we're from Nashville originally. Um, and so we were friends and then um, in high school dated on and off. And then we were in theater together. Yeah. So chorus together. In terms of like doing artistic and creative things, we've kind of done Just that always. from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we like would build theater sets and performed and all of that all in Nashville. And then... Um, we moved to Savannah, Georgia, so Jamie could go to SCAD, Savannah oh, cool. College of Art yep. and Design. Um, I studied industrial design there, product design. Mm-hmm. And so nice. that was where we kind of got away from Nashville, got away from our families, and we were like, we're going to do this on our own, <laughs> figure, figure life out. Um, and then ended up in Charleston yeah. in 2006. Okay. So we were in Charleston for a really long time, too. Mm-hmm. So And then last year. What was it last year? Yeah. It was last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year it is. <laughs> Seems like it's been longer. Yeah. I was like, ah. Um, so last year we ended up in Greenville because we were ready for a change. Yeah. So here I feel we like, are. <laughs> I feel like y'all are already like a Greenville fixture. It's it's like I was telling Christy before y'all came, it doesn't feel like it's y'all are like new to Greenville to me. Oh my goodness. We have, <laughs> so. Well, we've been coming to we, Greenville for a while. I, it's true. With yeah. Indie Craft Parade yeah, and yeah. The, the wonderful humans behind Makers Collective. Yeah. Um, who really introduced us to Greenville. I think we came up um, for one year, of the first indie craft parades we yeah. were in. We had like the tiniest little booth. <laughs> little four foot little four foot. It was back when they had tiny, tiny booths. Oh, wow. And it was yeah. still at the um, downtown. At the mill. Oh, at the, at the mill, mill yeah, yeah. When people used to like snake around all outside, mm-hmm. all downtown, down the sidewalk. Um, but yeah, so that's what introduced us to Greenville. And then um, we loved it so much. It was such a difference from Charleston in terms of like, oh my gosh, there are mountains up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was nice. And we liked um, we liked being in the mountains. We liked the creative scene and the support that Greenville really shows for creatives and makers. Like the art scene here is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. And there are so many talented people, talented small businesses. And it's just always invigorating whenever we would come up. Um, so for sure, it kind of made the decision easy. You know, mm-hmm. we were, yeah, we just we kind of had that feeling like, Hey, it's time for a change. Yes. So that's so that's cool. It in yeah. a nutshell. So y'all have known each other since middle school. We yes. Have. yes. Okay. <laughs> so you've been married for almost 20 years now. Yeah. Yes. That's a long time. Yeah. So how, of those 20 years, how long have y'all been doing ink meets paper together? Uh, fifth, well, 15, we've had our oh, press wow. for 15 years. Okay. Yeah. And so we launched, uh, we launched our line officially like in 2000. 10. Okay. Um, and then we've both been full-time since 2012. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So full-time supported by the business. Wow. Um, 
That's awesome. She was supported first. Yes. Like you left yeah. your, you were, or I guess you were doing some freelance stuff. Um, yep. But yeah, and then so it's been it's been our baby. Like yeah. we don't have kids; we have a cat. Um, <laughs> yes. our and a fifteen-year-old business. Yeah, business. Yes. Yes. It's just now. Yeah, the, a teen. The a teen. This is now a teen. Exactly. <laughs> so it's got so. all of these like moodiness things to it now. Like <laughs> it's got to like send it on its own or something. I don't know. Like, Stuff for college. <laughs> right. Right. What's yes. its next yes. step? Yeah, that's great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, for people that are listening that don't know about Ink Meets Paper, they can obviously go to inkmeetspaper.com. Correct. But give us the elevator pitch. Sure. Let's hear um, it. <clears throat> Ink Meets Paper exists uh, to make the world more human, one card at a time, uh, through handwritten love. So that is really what we believe in. We believe in handwriting words of love to people you care about. Um, and we believe that that has longevity mm-hmm. um, and will continue to matter likely even more as time goes on. Sure. And then That's cool. I would. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. And I would jump in to say so we print on antique printing presses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called letterpress printing. It's a form of relief printing. It's been around from like the times of Gutenberg. Yeah. Um, and it's one color at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, we feed it one sheet at a time too. So it's very much a labor of love. Yeah. So it's not like you're just, you know, pushing print on the little, you know, the pop up dialogue and then you pick it up two seconds later. Yeah. Um, it requires setup. It requires like you got to mix the ink. Um, and then obviously it takes the time it takes to get, to get it printed. Um, but we really feel like that method of printing upholds, um, handwritten communication because it's a really tactile, we use cotton paper. Um, it's, you can feel the impression of the, of the image of the text into the paper, which is something that sets letterpress apart. And it's what letterpresses, modern letterpress has been known for now. Um, and so that like writing, it's like, it's got its own, you know, uniqueness, you can feel it. Um, and so it kind of elevates handwriting that way and makes it feel even more special mm-hmm. so that when you send someone a note, you're yeah. sending like a gift in the mail. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. one of the that's things cool. that we like, love about art. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and all of our cards are blank on the inside. So we like to think of it as it's not like we only do like part of the work here. Yeah. Um, and the rest is like once you sit down to write to the yeah. person that you love or the person you're trying to encourage. Um, anything like your, um, your, you take it, you're the one who like actually completes it and sends it on its way that way. Yeah. We look so. at it kind of as a collaboration, honestly, mm-hmm. like we, um, yes, we ship finished goods out of our studio, but mm-hmm. it, it's not quite finished. Yeah. Until right. You're not going to send a blank card to someone. Put right. part of themselves. Into like, it well. Look at this card. Isn't it pretty? <laughs> text. Sent this. I, I sent a text. <laughs> Get a card in the mail. I didn't put anything. <laughs> it would be beautiful though, but I like you explaining the, the process of, printing it because I think that a lot of people like if they see the indie craft parade or they just see a card somewhere sitting in a store they don't understand necessarily that it's one piece of paper at a time Mm -hmm. and it makes it I think that's what's beautiful about small businesses is that like you've touched most of the cards that you're sending out and that people are purchasing something that is like from your heart that they can put their heart into and I think a lot of times people you know there's a lot of there's a lot of conversations about like the cost of small business goods. Mm-hmm. And like, we deal with that with like our waffles, like we're making dough and yes. it's dough balls. We're not just pouring batter. It's, uh-huh. it's an, a time intensive process. And I think that 
people learning about that more feel invested in like mm-hmm. purchasing and being a part of what y'all are doing. So I think that's really cool. Yes. I, totally agree. I just hope no one ever asked me what Amy's paper does. Cause I could never describe it as, <laughs> as that. I was like, Oh God, we have had some time to work on it. <laughs> yeah. yes, so. we have. Yes. My, uh, we have an eight year old daughter and she's really into writing cards right now. She's actually getting stamps in her stocking because she's like, awesome. she's like, I oh gotta gosh. be like writing, writing cards to people, but she'll just come downstairs with like a pile of cards. She's like, I got to mail these to all my friends at school. She's like, Even we're the, stamps, but there's I no addresses. She, <laughs> but she makes me, she's like, text this person's mom and get their address. Text this person. So I'm like texting like, my daughter wants to send you a card. Right. Um, Oh but gosh, I love that. it is so like, and then she asks in the card, like, write me back. And so when she gets something, in the, I mean, you know, it's always exciting to get something in the mail. That's oh not gosh. a bill. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, so she's like, oh my gosh, they wrote me back. Even though I've seen this person in the past three days at school. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's better when you get it that way it though. Is. Then it's like truly out of the blue and you're like, they, yeah. I know. Uh, and they took the time to do it. It's a time thing. Yeah. Yes. And you keep yes. it and you hold on to oh, it. Oh, she treasure keeps it. all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. our stack of papers at our house is like this tall. <laughs> I know that feeling. That's insane. That's, I was that kid. Yes. That's great. We both were. We had the stacks of cards. Well, sure, maybe. From our childhood. May, May can be an intern for y'all one day. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, she'd be into it. Okay. Talk to us about the... Um, like how ink meets paper actually. So we know what y'all do. Yes. How did it get started? And and I'll tell you, I, re- I know I read from your website, y'all mm-hmm. took a, a class in yes. Charleston and yes. it like inspired you. So yes. talk about how it went from being inspired to creating the business. Sure. Um, I think we had a history of businesses and um, trying to figure out business oh, together. Yeah, trying to collaborate. Honestly. Like we like to work together, but like how do you make it a business? Yeah. Thing? We had a, an eBay store back in what? Was it Ooh, what were you selling? In, uh, random just stuff. stuff. But <laughs> we were, we were more like, interested we in the experience that we could provide customers. Yes, we had that's like really what we very elaborate on. like packaging. I don't know. We were just made, selling things we, we made didn't no want money anymore. and it was really hard. Yes. <laughs> customer service. We knew nothing about customer service and shipping and all. It was. But it was definitely, it Ooh. felt like, hey, we could make this. It was called Modern Life Squared. Mm-hmm. You know, we felt like, hey, this, could, this could work. <laughs> Start business. <laughs> business. Yeah. Right? Business. Yeah. But that's what we were, you started doing stationary um, yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using I printed digital postcards for printers. the business. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> they didn't look very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the time, you liked them. Yeah. I liked them. Yeah. So we have to start somewhere. But the class is really what set it off. Yes, in um, terms of, we were both in full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So behind the screen, she was an interaction designer doing software user experience stuff for a healthcare, healthcare company. company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was an editor for a um, government contractor of military vehicles. Oh, wow. Um, doing technical manuals, which is every bit as exciting. That's as exactly you would what think, I. That's exactly right? what I like thought you were like, going to say. Right? You I know, right? like, it's just 100% fits. Like you're like Allison. <laughs> that's right. Um, so wow, there are jobs <laughs> for everything. <laughs> I know. There are. There are. I mean, we're talking like thousands of pages of documentation. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of reading. So, so now you say, I like these, words. These yes, yes. <laughs> we make them yeah, bespoke. Exactly. They are. It's truly exquisite, <laughs> and they okay. really appreciate that in the field. They're flipping to be like, let's replace this engine. And it's like, all right, look at this craftsmanship. Yeah. This paper is so thick, it's so nice. Yeah, I love that thought. So, okay, so that's what you were doing. Uh, yeah, so that's yes. what I was doing. Yes. Yeah. So basically we were behind the screen a lot and wanted we are both we're, we are creative people um and so always making things and this class at uh, it was redux they're still they have a they're still an art studio and they still do workshops in charleston um they did a printmaking class that i took and i was like jamie this is amazing 
Um, and she was the one who really was like, we should get a press. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, going to call all the antique shops in South Carolina and find one of these. Yeah. So it was like, how I didn't know how to find, find them. Yeah, we, that's not, that's <laughs> like, not the way the, really like, you go about it. Like it's mm-hmm. not like there. So <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a good start like, yes. in terms of like the effort and everything. So, so if anyone um, listening wants to start a letterpress company, Jamie says that's not <laughs> the way to do it. <laughs> the antique shops antique aren't shops necessarily probably. the ones with thousand pounds of cast iron machine. Finding print shops that are going out of business though is like the way you do it and okay. finding stuff like that or it's in like people's basements yeah. where they're moving and it's like or their their parents or grandparents had one it's in somebody's barn you find them in more obscure obscure places um especially like big ones so we and the big ones are for for more commercial printing and production yeah so printing. basically they make small tabletop presses yeah. that um aren't necessarily designed for high production like you could buy them now like you could go to they're yeah they're antique so okay. it's not like new um, but they are, I mean, much, much smaller. You're talking the difference in a hundred to 300 pounds as opposed to, you know, a thousand plus pounds. For All a small model. businesses would have these, you know, small little press setups because if they're running sales, if they yeah. want to do 10% off today, yeah. there was no digital printers or it was no so they're setting up way the, to do it. Wow. So you would ink up and set your lettering and there's all kinds of different presses that help you to produce that kind of print. Now it's yeah. extremely small amounts, yeah. you know, Yeah, yeah. So, but we were, you know, when we looked into these machines, we were like, let's get, let's get an actual machine, you know, the and, smaller ones at the time were much more expensive because they're easier to move sure. and like people oh, in small, right. tiny apartments too. Yeah. And so we're like, well, we might as well just go big or go home at that time. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we found a, um, an eight by 12 Chandler and price made in 1923 um, at a third generation printer in Jacksonville, Florida. So a friend of ours drove their big like suburban thing down with a U-Haul, U-Haul trailer, trailer that we rented. Oh, wow. And somehow we got this thing onto the back of the trailer. <laughs> he with showed the help. us, the guy who showed us 30 minutes how to use it. He, he was kinda, like, here you go. Watch he your hands. He was like, here you ink Watch this your hands. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be real careful. <laughs> But it was like this printing wonderland. Like he had all of this old equipment and letterpress wasn't viable for the type of printing he was doing. And he kind of thought we were a little like, you're going to print grading cards? He's like, this is cute. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. He was like, okay. Um, We're like, yeah, this will be so fun. So we managed to get it back, and then we eventually it broke, decided it broke the pallet on the way up here. Like we had no idea. If you've never moved heavy equipment, like it's just a totally different skill set that you have to develop and understand. We had no idea what we were doing. We got it in a friend's garage finally For up in a little Charleston. Bit. And then we decided, we looked around, we we're like, should we put it, should we sign a studio space rental? Um, everything was like expensive. We didn't know what we yeah. were doing. We had no business plan. We, this wasn't like a business at the time. Like we wanted to do things, yes, yeah. but there wasn't, yeah. we needed to learn to print first. Right. That was uh-huh. the big thing. Um, and so we eventually decided to put it in our house. So we had some doors put in. Um, we had a slab like where it wasn't on the crawl space. So we didn't have to worry about oh, yeah. a thousand pounds of machinery crashing through the yeah. floor into the crawl space. Um, so we put it on this um, concrete slab in part of our house. So it was in a And that may bedroom. have been our, our first best decision, decision. business decision. Okay. Was we chose not to rent a space. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And we were thinking, we had some friends and we were going to just rent a space together and do that. But we were like, we don't know anything about business. We don't know what we're getting into. We're going to do like at minimum a three to five year commitment here. Yeah. And we're like, this is all terrifying. Mm-hmm. And then when we ran the numbers, we were like, we could update our home. Like we had to cut out a window and cut a giant hole in the wall and put French doors in wow. on the exterior just to get the press inside the house because mm-hmm. they're big. And, but that turned out to help us so much yeah. because it allowed us to just not have to pay rent, not yeah. have to yeah. generate, you know, 
substantial revenue at all initially. So yeah, we had that we got time. To learn. We were able to learn to print that way. And yeah. that was good. We had to be, that way we could be slow and deliberate yeah. and not feel like we're rushing into it. And it's not like, there's not like tons of printers nearby. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, it's, it's a small niche industry. Unique, so yeah. yeah. Um, so even really YouTube, like education was hard to come by. Like yeah. old tiny. We read videos. books. We read really old wow. books on how to print and we would buy old books. You and you'd know. call up old printers. Like they're, I mean, letterpress is small. The community is yeah. nice and they want print to grow. Um, so you'd be calling up and being like, Hey, this thing is like, <laughs> I got, I need this part. Like, is this available? And you're like finding and talking to old printers who've been in business for like years and years and years. And they're excited that people are like yes. keeping the art alive. So mm-hmm. that's, that was nice. Um, from a growing perspective. Um, I have a question and you don't have to go into detail about this, but I have no concept of the price of a letterpress printer. So when y'all first bought that one, was it, would you say, okay, so you decided you were going to buy it. Was it a big investment? And you were like, we're going all in. Or was it like, this is something we can do and it doesn't have to necessarily pan out for us. It's something we can do that doesn't have to pan out. Like it's a, it would be an expensive hobby. Yes. Like I put it there, but it's not, I mean, press is definitely so at the time, letterpress was kind of this burgeoning industry in terms of modern letterpress. Mm-hmm. Like, wedding invitations were really like, hey, we're, we're doing a thing. And you could find certain presses that they were using in school called Vandercooks, which are flatbed presses, mm-hmm. um, that were in hot demand because there was slightly less risk in terms of injury. Yeah. And that's what people had learned. A lot of people learned on Vandercooks in yeah. school because they were they were good teaching presses. Um, and so the they were... I mean, there are only a certain number of these presses out there. Yeah. So when you're finding them, it's like, okay, it's kind of it's kind of like what the market says yeah. the cost of it is. Yeah. And then it's the shape that the press is in, where it's located. Like if you mm-hmm. have to dig it out of somebody's basement and like crane it <laughs> out or really if it's on hard some, to move them. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they're heavy. So um, and it was, those, they were like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they like were the good. So some are like really expensive. And we're like, we can't do yeah. that. Yeah, we and we didn't know how to use one. That's not what we were learning on. Yeah. Um, so we were able to find, I mean, I can't, to be honest, I can't remember. We also got a, a tray of type with it, like a type case, oh, cool. the, yeah. the old school, um, individual letters are called type. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, so yes, there was the investment there, but it wasn't like, um, it would, yeah, I would say a very expensive hobby yeah. or not very expensive, but it's where you're like, okay, it's funny, I'm in for we, this. I need to use this. Right. And as time went on and as we were like talking we got our accountant we were talking about purchases and stuff typically when a company is buying a printer printers are 30 to 50 thousand dollars and so you're spreading out that cost over many years and then you're also looking at okay it's not going to last that long sure you know this might have a life of eight years at most so it's like all right you're just leasing it you know and for for this we were like well we spent a few thousand dollars and how long is it going to last we're like It'll outlast the business, like, yeah. like you know, because it, it, it's still working oiled. after a hundred years. Right, right. We've got a 1930s motor on our that's original insane. press that wow. still functions just fine. That's awesome. I think that's a, love. a like questions that people that are interested in starting mm-hmm. a business together are like, how much should I be willing to invest in? So I think it's interesting to hear y'all's mm-hmm. perspective of how much should I be willing to invest in starting a business? Because mm-hmm. there are certain businesses you can start off, and there's not a lot of overhead, and there's others that you know, you got to invest in equipment or buying a building or Mm -hmm. should we buy it? You know? Yeah. So so. I mean, definitely like we having the space to put the press was like really important. And that's a big one. Like if you're moving in giant equipment, but it's like with any, like if you're looking woodworking and things like that also take up a lot of space. So it's like comparable to that, I think. 
And so. we were just happened to be lucky that there was an addition put on our house. We had a 1959 house <laughs> in the mm-hmm. 70s. They put on an addition on slab. And oh, it was wow. like, oh, this, this yeah, will work. work. You know, mm-hmm. we can make it. It was work. meant for us to put a prep. Yeah, it was. Exactly. It was totally. <laughs> so. And then you can add to the Zillow listing that has <laughs> a slab and French doors right. for a letterpress. That's right. right. Yes. 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 Deck is built to hold that press down up. Yeah. We did have deck. to build a deck to remove it from the house. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, when we moved it in, we, oh, I, it was we so tore up the entire backyard. We tore up the entire backyard and we did the like it was real sketch on how we we didn't have the deck put in place and we had like these boards set up across the back of the I don't know how we moved it in we friends <laughs> it was a us. small miracle basically some friends moved miracle. it <laughs> yeah that it didn't fall off the it oh, was gosh. and you move these learned. and it's I mean it's cast iron and yeah. it will shatter if yeah. it falls oh, <laughs> and wow. it is over yeah. you know, so needless <laughs> to say yeah. some naivete helped in the beginning always <laughs> yes it's a necessary it's ingredient a necessary, to starting anything it is yes. you're like what am I getting into <laughs> alright let's go for it <laughs> we've gone this far we brought it from Jacksonville what could go wrong yes yeah so the first two years, we spent those, um, yeah, really two years learning how to print and doing wow. wedding invitations, primarily some business cards, just kind of whatever we could do yeah. trying to, to learn the craft. Um, and I think we also learned about, we, we started to think more about it, like, is, can we make this a business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a product design background. Um, I love manufacturing. I love taking raw supplies working with them and then sending them out as a finished good for profit. All of that is really exciting to me. And mm-hmm. when we looked at it, we were like, this, if we just do wedding invitations, it's going to be very difficult to scale. Yeah. Um, and then we're, and, and also we're going to have to work with a lot of designers who don't know how to design for these machines. Yeah. So you're just not taught that in school anymore. And yeah. they're so unique how you have to account for that impression and just unique situations in the design itself. So you can't just download a font and, you know, make an invitation and say, cool, we're going to letterpress this. It doesn't necessarily work that yeah. way. Yeah. So it's a massive amount of information to try and communicate as designers to other designers about how to work with this. Hmm. Um, and then different presses have their own nuances too. Like certainly. the particular press we had worked fine for certain things, yeah. but not like huge floods of color and mm. giant, giant images and stuff. And that was just because of the nature of the press. so And so that's why we decided, we were like, if we print our own stuff, we're in control of mm-hmm. the yeah. artwork. Mm-hmm. And um, that actually scales way better because there's not a lot of client work in that sense. Um, we just have to be willing to market it ourselves yeah. and produce it. And, and with, with greeting cards, it was like, ah, this is a product that's uh, accessible yeah. to everyone. Everyone knows what a greeting card right. is. So we're not trying to create something brand new to help people handwrite to one another. Um, and there was already a market in place, mm-hmm. you know, like, like a, and think what established practices. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right, yeah, going through that. <laughs> and do, y'all, do you still have that press? Oh, yes. Okay. It's so it's like a member you. of the family. Now. It is. Um, I call it an presses. extension of her body. Like when she sits on it, uh, it's she's all our hand printer. fed. That one is, it's so, it's every single thing is hand fed. So anything that goes through there, wow. I touch every single sheet of paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. um, and so we have a second press that's a larger version of that press. And then our most recent press was, um, is an automatic press. So okay. it still requires a press operator, mm-hmm. um, but it just doesn't, it's not hand fed. And we okay. didn't so, get that till 2020. 2020. Wow. So, I mean, for many, years, many years, Allison printed. <laughs> and did I read correctly? One of your presses is from like 1850-something? 1896. 18, okay. Wow. It's real old. 1800s. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Which one is that? Um, the second one we got. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's big. 
That's I mean, crazy. it's like a, I mean, it's a bit bigger, um, but it's, yeah, the fact that it still works and still around yeah. and it has a new motor on it. So it's not like where we're using some old motor or something from the 1800s, mm-hmm. but wow. yeah, it's, it's remarkable. Cool. Like the longevity on those machines is truly, and they're beautiful too. Yeah. Like to see them all lined up, like. They just don't make things anymore like they, they used to. You know, let me see a beautiful digital printer. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to. Okay. So so you were explaining how it's starting. So greeting cards. That makes sense. Why you were like, okay, this is something we can control ourselves. Yeah. Um. So talk a little bit about what you each do in the business. I think that's what people will be interested to hear about as well. Sure. Um. So. Allison handles all of our creative, all of our um, printing, um, all of the marketing as well, the uh, brand voice that, mm-hmm. that people read in copy, that all comes from Allison. Um, so that military, that military that's writing. Right. That's right. <laughs> I was an English major. That's probably yes. part of it. That's where that's the love of words comes from. I was reading your website thinking, this is very like military-like. That's right. I'm saying, no. No, it's so technical here. <laughs> yeah. She's our color person, um, highly creative, you know, all the all the product photography and imagery that you see, that all comes from her, her brain. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and awesome. then Jamie, I like to say she's the one who has the, the strong belief in our abilities mm. um, <laughs> that are, that we can do it. Um, so that uh, belief in ourselves, but she does our processes and our operations and our logistics um, and our tech and sales. Cool. Um, so really That's it. helps things function. <laughs> I know. Um, I would, I mean, be operating just on sticky notes that get lost. So the fact that we have systems in place that you get just things reminded efficiently. me, I have a sticky note somewhere I need to not lose. I'm glad you said that. Oh my gosh, in the same way, they're everywhere, and I find them, and I'm like, oh, here's my sticky note to remind me on. I don't know, I probably have two of those sticky yeah. notes somewhere in one, two different places. Um, so Jamie really ensures that we um, run efficiently and effectively, and that's what she like. She loves that stuff. So absolutely, I think and when customer we... experience too, like your. Um, ability to see that and I think that comes from the user experience background that she yeah. has um, mm-hmm. and being able to you know channel learning in school to you know any it, what our pro- like when people pick up the product like with what do they do with the greeting card they're flipping it over so where mm. where is our content what information are we including there you don't want to put so much information on there that it's hard to read but it's like you know what's the gist how yeah. do we distill it down um, so considering that interaction that people have with the product on the shelves yes but attentive to that and we've all like and that's kind of distilled down to those roles right Mm -hmm. early on like i did printing early on Mm -hmm. you know all kinds you know yes (laughs) i don't do that anymore she doesn't print anymore (laughs) not at all yeah but we realized i think whoa we have a a very unusual you know wide range of skill sets Mm -hmm. you know between Mm -hmm. the two of us um and i think that's part of early on what made it feel like okay this is there's possibility here yeah, and then it kind of naturally, like, what you naturally gravitate towards are the yeah. things that you're like, oh, wow, you're really good at this, and you probably don't want me setting up our technology things. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> And then now it's more than just the two of you, correct? We have one employee okay. right yeah. now. Um, and we've had as many as eight. eight. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So it kind of ebbs and flows mm-hmm. with orders and with, obviously, with the move mm-hmm. um, transition, things up here differently, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're just a team of three right now mm-hmm. and our employee is amazing and wonderful. And she's been a, with us for over a year. Yes. Cool. So, Absolutely. Yeah, we love her. But we still, when we talk internally about our business, um, it's very much team driven. Yeah. We talk about teams. Um, you know, even, even if, if it's just, if it's even just us, right. you know, oh, that's cool. um, <laughs> and you know, we'll put on different hats effectively and actually 
uh, do those roles um, because it was just what it did was it allowed us to build processes out and uh, set up the business so that as needed it can scale up and we can bring more people in and as needed it can go back down cool <clears throat> yeah that's really interesting too because we've had an we've had a, a lot of changes with our team over the mm-hmm. five years of like mm-hmm. so currently I am technically the manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to say owner operator. <laughs> I have like a negative connotation with manager for some reason. Long owner story. Good. Yeah. Owner operator. Like mm-hmm. um, but like we have an assistant manager now and mm-hmm. we were actually talking this weekend about like what could, what kind of roles could we give people? But I'm also thinking like, how could this role, what would it look like moving forward if this person left? Cause we've changed yes. roles based on mm-hmm. the personalities and desires and what they want to learn and what their, you mm-hmm. know, strong suits are. So that's, that's interesting that y'all keep it and kind of like flop it around just as, mm-hmm. as you flop it around. It's a technical term. <laughs> the, the business flop. term. Flop it. Flop. flop it. Okay, Ryan, I've been asking all the questions. You go ask some questions. Um, I wasn't ready for that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, uh, we ask this a lot, but and y'all kind of you know had careers before this. But if you weren't doing Ink Meets Paper now, so many years later, what would you each be doing? Ooh, I would be riding. I would be cycling in Europe. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, cycle. yeah. So yeah I mean, like, are we talking about like work, work here or <laughs> yeah. both? Yeah, both. I'm interested so in cycling. Yeah, like, I want to hear both. I would love to be cycling in Europe. We'd probably for fun both be cycling to... together and. I'd, I'd make an income. <laughs> um, probably building an Earthship home with my hands. Um, I really like making. Earthships. I say with making things. Buildings and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what an Earthship is. Uh, it's an off-grid home that's uh, fully sustainable. Its core building components are earth-rammed tires, um, and it's very uh, thermally protective, and it can be put pretty much anywhere on the planet. So there's. Uh, fascinating uh, community in Taos, New Mexico, where a lot of those building techniques were kind of piloted. Wow. And it's always fascinated me. It has greenhouses in the home, uh, gray water reuse systems. That's cool. I just like building. Like pop up on Airbnb too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. it's, I wanted to act to like I one. knew what that was, but I knew. <laughs> I knew I did. I wanted to hear you explain it to me. Earthship. All I could think of, I don't know if it's in South Carolina, but do you know that um, there's some house that's like a spaceship that's built oh i we think, know that house yeah it's isn't it's it in chattanooga tra- it's in ch- is oh. it there's one in chattanooga that looks like a ufo yes, yes. yes. Like, when you said earthship i was like <laughs> yeah. oh she wants to live in a ufo that's awesome me too <laughs> glad you clarified later because he's like i can't believe jimmy wants to live in a ufo <laughs> that would be pretty cool um okay so cycling in europe so yeah. Like you would be on the tour de France, right? Of course, <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. No. <laughs> no, I like love um I love cycling and riding my bike. Um Do you do it around here? Do y'all yes. do y'all cycle? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. That was one the of that was one of the big poles coming to oh, yeah. too. Like mm-hmm. we did some cycling in, in Charleston. It's very flat there. Mm-hmm. Bridge, Lots of the headwind. There's yes. the bridge. Yeah. yeah, you get the bridge. <laughs> here there's like mountains and things. Yeah. Um but there's something to um, I, I don't know. I can always, I can make a comparison to business and cycling. Um, cycling definitely keeps you humble. Yeah. And I think the exact same thing in business on business ownership, like you've got hills, um, that are thrown your way in terms of cycling. And sometimes, sometimes they're really hard to get up. And yeah. then sometimes you can zip right up over them. Um, other times you just got to dig in and go slow and it's like an excruciating climb. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to get off your bike and walk and it walk up. It. Yes, mm-hmm. there are. The, yeah. Yes, exactly. Those times, but you eventually get up and you get over it yeah. and then you, and then it gets easier and then you, or you get faster at it and you get better at it. 
and I would say the same thing with business ownership. Like the stuff, the issues that we had early on um, were like that we struggled through things, mm-hmm. but then eventually those struggles, okay, when they would come our way, they weren't like the, oh gosh, what do we do? We've yeah. never handled this before. And so they just, you know, you just get to where you're, hey, we're cruising. This is yeah. what it looks like. This is like. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the um, longer that you are in business, you know, you're like those ego checks, like you can't yeah. ever let your ego get big. Mm-hmm. And that's in, yeah. that's one thing that cycling does is it doesn't matter who you are. It's going to break you. Yeah. Like a ride will break you in the middle of the ride. And then what are you going to do? Like pitch a fit and throw up, you know, yeah. be angry at people. Yeah. No, and like you're also, in a group. You just keep going. Yeah. And you just there's always somebody it. who's better than you and faster than you. Yeah. And always. that's the way with business too. Like there are always different businesses and there are different places in their business than you are to yours per se. And so, you know, you're, you can either all be in it together because you, you really are like, you're, everybody's like, all right, we've got to, we're each doing this thing. Yeah. Right. So it's like, in some ways, it's like working together in the letterpress community in particular is, um, works together because we're keeping the art of print alive. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, let me tell you about where I get my ink because, yeah. you know, I want you to stay in business because I want the ink supplier to stay in business. Right, like yeah. for my own, like <laughs> for my own selfish reasons. Yeah. But I like at the same time, it's like, there's a, there's a place for everybody. Mm-hmm. For sure. So. I think that's, yeah, that's a quote you told me, actually. I don't remember who originally said it, but the um, rising tide floats all boats. Mm -hmm. So essentially, like... The more more people that are creating letterpress, more people are knowing about the opportunity to send these beautiful greeting cards. Mm -hmm. And maybe they choose y'all because they like your brand, they like your message, or maybe they choose another one, but more people are knowing about them, more people are receiving them. And so overall, it's good for your business. Yes, absolutely. We, I mean, we talk about this a good bit too because there's no shortage of coffee shops in Greenville. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't notice. I mean, it's a very good coffee scene here. It's, it's amazing, but it's also like, you know, dealing with like competition or jealousy or like, oh, look what they did or look how many people they have coming through their doors. And it's like, okay, like, other people's success does not diminish ours Absolutely. or does not make it so we can't be successful yes, as yes, well. Yes. We can all be successful. And chances are, we really like the people that are running these other coffee shops. Yeah. I mean, the, the people we know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's it's everybody trying to do it. It's not like we're trying to beat one another, mm-hmm. you know? And I think yep. that's, it, I mean, that, that goes across all small business mm-hmm. industries as well. So that's yep. cool. Totally. Y'all and the willingness of the letterpress community to share. I think early on, because early on we did feel like it was more we're like, okay, there's going to be a lot of competition. Like it's a lot of hush hush and people are holding secrets, mm-hmm. you know, about how they do it and not, and we just did not find that. Yeah. You know, instead we're very willing to share and very, mm-hmm. very open. And I think the, the more that you do that, you realize like that concept of protecting something and keeping it private. It doesn't really well, Especially help. if you're, if you're showing that you're doing the work too. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a lot like you see, you, you know, if somebody's like they're hustling and they're yeah. like doing their best and they're, it's like, come on. Like, yeah. I think, I mean, we've seen the same in like the coffee and and Mm -hmm. bar scene and like what we're doing. I think, I I think there's an interesting, like you just kind of hit on it where a lot of people approach us about like, Hey, we're thinking about starting this. We're like, want to do this. And it's like, there's a lot of that. And like, we try to make time, but it's very hard, but there's like a different level of empathy for someone that's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're, we are, or like we signed a lease or like we're, we just started this or we're doing this. And you're like. I need to help you. Like mm-hmm. I need to like answer, mm-hmm. I need to do whatever I can because yep. like I've been there, I understand it. Absolutely. And like, yeah, like you, it, it's not a competition. Like you, you realize you have that empathy for them and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's so interesting. Like we, we've experienced a lot of that. We've been able to give a lot of that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like when you experience someone that's 
ahead of you that's been kind, you're more willing to pass down the kindness as well because you've experienced Mm -hmm. someone sharing and taking their time when they didn't have to. So you're like, I want to do this for other people because of how impactful it is to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's so, you know, business ownership is so rewarding and those initial years are so hard. Yeah. It's, is so hard. And, um, you know, we, we definitely had those moments, you know, we definitely had those, everything is not okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, about what do we do next? And whenever you can connect with people who are in the space, you're like, okay, they're in it. You know, what, what can I do to help? You know, because, because it's just what it takes. And I think all of us go through it. Mm -hmm. And I think too, that's part of the reason we started this podcast is because business ownership is so lonely and but connecting with other people who are doing it you're like okay like there's other people that are like climbing the mountain and like getting off their bike and pushing Mm -hmm. off the hill i also made that joke because ryan and i we went to clemson together okay and i would he is also a cyclist um yeah yeah, yeah. um but i rode a bike around clemson but i would like tiny hills I would be getting off my bike and pushing it up and I'm like if you would have known we didn't know each other in college like, if you would have known me you probably would have mocked me for pushing oh. pushing my bike up a hill or like not getting like, off of the curb and like putting it up on the curb not openly I wouldn't have like mocked you like internally or yeah, to I mean, like, Look at her. you wouldn't have like pointed and laughed but in your head you'd have been like you know but, she's struggling on those hills yeah, yeah. or that curb she's got practice she can't handle the curb yeah it was the curves that that would have yeah, that would have put you over <laughs> Okay, um, I want to know more about y'all's move from Charleston to Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some challenges that you anticipated? Um, just any, honestly, anything you want to share. Challenges you anticipated or things you didn't know were going to be as good as they are now that you've moved. Um, I mean, even the logistics of moving your printers. Like, Just talk to us about that move. Sure. It was, it was exciting and stressful all rolled into one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we... Um, our lease at our studio space was up, which is was really like the catalyst. Okay. Um, so it was either we either sign another long term lease, which basically is like, hi, we're in Charleston, or <laughs> yeah. continuing on, or we we're did like a seven year lease. Yeah, we did a seven year lease initially oh, wow. okay. for our first one, um, which was great. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, okay, we we wanted to do something different, and we're like, this is our this is our chance. Yeah. We're also like, we could sell our house now. This is probably a really good time to sell the house. So took yeah. advantage of that. Um, and, yeah, it would also like financial things have to line up. Yeah, like, ta- mm-hmm. tax things have to oh, line up. Small business you know, stuff. Yeah, if, if you're going to things get loans and make moves, you know, as a small sure. business owner, when you're salaried working for a job, it getting money is way different than yeah. when you're just looked at as oh they're self-employed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? even though you're salary. Yeah, you're like even though you're like I okay, own the business, I have a salary. I don't yeah, no, they treat you like it's they, like you might never see money again. They <laughs> totally yeah. do. They totally yeah. do. So it, everything from a financial standpoint, everything lined up, and we're like, you know what? If we're yeah, this is this is the time to do it. Um, and so we were like Greenville because we had been like mm-hmm. we mentioned previously. Um, well, yeah, we sat in uh, gather. And I think, like, we were moving, going through Greenville. Yeah. yeah. I think we were, we were coming back to IndyCraft from a trip. And we were, like, we were stopping by IndyCraft Parade. Yeah. And we looked at each other. We were like, are we are we going to move here? here? <laughs> yeah. Is it here? And then the next <laughs> few months, we, we started putting out some wow. emails to people. Be like, I think we're going to move. But you can't yeah. tell anybody yet because we've got to get things rolling. Like, it can't just yeah. be like, what if it doesn't happen? Yeah, yeah. We were super concerned about telling employees or, t- you know, not yeah, just like waiting until it was all yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, where it was decided and even like mm-hmm. listing our house because we had been our neighborhood for Aww, yeah. years and years and yeah. years. So it was like we didn't want. So once the for sale sign up there, people are like, where are you going? And we're like, <laughs> well, um, um, so we're heading to Greenville. 
And yeah. so that, like, there was a bit of an unknown. There was a tremendous amount of unknown, yeah. actually. So we lived, um, we didn't have a house, like, we sold our house. We didn't immediately have a house lined up to move into, mm. I mean, to buy here in Greenville. Yeah. So we were in the house hunting process. We were then also in the studio searching process. Oh, gosh. So we it, were in. We yeah. raised cash by selling the house. Yeah, so, so that we yes. were able. So, so every, that we didn't look like we had nothing. Right? Yeah. We went to this bank, so that it was, mm-hmm. you know, made it so possible. So everything aligned there. We were initially. There was that temporary time, you know, what, six yeah, months? Six we months, We were on Wadmala Island in a friend's house just. You know, and it was just looking, wow. you know, working yeah, with Mary we, Neal. Yeah. We came back and forth at Greenville so much here. and working with like Joseph um, in terms of getting a studio space lined up. Um, so that was stressful in the sense yeah. of like we were also juggling business stuff where orders were still going out the door, like yeah. shipping, you know, pallets and stuff still, I guess. Yeah, we did the move with no customer down. To, our customers had no awareness. Yeah, so they yeah. like to think that no they didn't know we moved. <laughs> yeah. Like aside yeah. from the fact that we're like we're in Greenville now, yeah. uh-huh. um, we'll write you a card. Right. Yeah, send you a card. Here's our moving announcement. But we felt really good about that. So that seeing how the operations came through. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, it was also really nerve wracking to have the presses moved. To be honest, I um, orchestrated with a team um, who move equipment. They were from yeah. North Carolina, and like letterpress equipment is their thing. Wow. But it was still insanely stressful. Um, we had previously moved. All, all of the stuff our ourselves, which ourselves. is also stressful. Just the two of yeah. us would do these moves, and we learned how to move heavy equipment together. And a skill you didn't know you needed. Emotional yeah. release yeah. as soon as we got time, it in place. Like they're moving <laughs> you know, up, just, uh, like our giant. I mean, the, we have a three thousand pound press. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, you know, we don't know how to operate a forklift, and I wasn't going to learn for this. <laughs> so we hired a team, but it was still, you know, you're watching them, and I'm like, I can't, I can't look. I've got to like. It all went off without a hitch. It was fine. They came yeah, here, moved it in, no them. problem at all. They made it look so easy with the lift gate on the back of that big well, old box it's, truck. It's like you said, like if you drop them, they can shatter. So yes, it's like that's exactly. the whole, that's the business. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. So I was like, we can't risk this. So mm-hmm. that was a good move to like have, have worked with them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, challenge, oh, challenges. Um, we initially were coming in and we were, had planned to buy um, to buy a building. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, things just didn't seem to align in terms of being there able to find really the perfect. There was that really fun, dramatic increase in interest rates <laughs> that just continued yes. and continued. Yeah. And it's also just really hard. I, I think it what is. a lot of people don't understand, and, and I had to learn this, but like when you're buying commercial real estate, you get a loan, but the bank still wants to see that you have all the money yeah. to pay for it anyway. Like yep. they're like, you know, your net worth isn't like the loan amount. It's like that's what a loan's <laughs> for, and they're like, now nah, we want you to have all that. Yeah. It's like I don't have that. Exactly. So, yeah, it was yeah. it was challenging, it's so and then difficult. we just couldn't find one that necessarily aligned with all of our needs. Yeah, that was also within our budget yeah. where we really wanted. Um, and so, so there were plans to be like you know, very much a community fixture and have a yeah. brick and mortar retail space mm-hmm. and have customers coming in. That's what we had had in Charleston sure. mm-hmm. and really loved it. Um, we never, the, the reason it worked in Charleston was we were never, it was never our primary thing. We didn't it was like we could set up retail uh, yeah. where we were operating the business anyway. Yeah. And that would be fine. And anything that came in through that would be fine. Yes. And we wouldn't have to worry about having success, financial success necessarily right, right. in that retail space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we just, need a fair amount of size. Like we've got equipment and sure. we have inventory and we have pallets that go out and yeah. we have pallets that come in. So, um, just a bunch of different space. needs for the space. Yeah. It was yeah. Weird. yeah. Um, so that was definitely a challenge cause it was kind of the plan and then the plan you know, turned out a little bit. But then it also like the space we're in now is lovely and it fits all of our needs mm-hmm. in terms of, um, working space. It's just not retail. But then it was like, you know what? It's kind of nice not to have retail hours Yeah. because I mean, y'all, <laughs> y'all know, can shut down when you want. Yeah. You yeah. Can. And just like the UPS drivers, like, oh, they're not here today, <laughs> right. which, yeah. which is very fine. different from like, you have customers who show up and yeah. they're like, 
I didn't see about this. And right. you could have posted about it online. But you know what? Customers don't always see that. No. <laughs> no. They just get no one frustrated. No one sees anything. Yeah. <laughs> no one does seem that way. Yeah. So that has been a blessing as we've been up here. And yes. that it kind of gave us a little bit more... Um, I think the personal time like, increase has been time. really important yeah. and it much mm-hmm. needed, you know, for That's us, cool. um, like Allison found the, com- the cycling community mm-hmm. here and got really involved with that. And, um, just not having, you know, brick and mortar retail ourselves, it allowed for that time to kind of explore and get out there and just enjoy this. I mean, we've, you know, we really do love it here. Yeah. You know, everything so is, feels so close to us. It feels like there's so much to do. We've been mm, we the community is wonderful. Everyone and, is like so kind yeah. and wonderful, and the small businesses here are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's it's truly amazing to see just like how um, creative Greenville is. Like mm-hmm. how just I mean, kind and supportive. Yeah, mm-hmm. just across the board. Like it's that's cool. It's great. Yeah. Loved, I love <laughs> to hear that. Um, <clears throat> what's y'all's biggest shared win in a business? And I ask this because. Being married, I feel like when you have separate jobs and you're coming home and you're like, I wrote this really cool paper today about mm-hmm. tanks or whatever. <laughs> and Jamie's like, cool, Allison. Awesome. Um, I know. I mean, I, you know, I just can't move past that. But like, you know, she can only be so excited for you. But mm-hmm. when y'all are doing the same thing together and you're working towards the shared goal, what would you say is the biggest win that y'all have had as a couple in the business? biggest I feel like that we've had lots of wins along the way but probably the I mean it changes like as you as you've been in business yeah um but I would say in 2020 we um got an account with Barnes and Noble and did a huge onboarding with them like we they basically phased out Hallmark and brought in maybe 10 independent lines and it was I mean I mean in terms of like we'd worked with large account larger accounts before but this was 2020 you said this was in 2020 so not in this capacity like they truly in terms of picking up our line they picked up our line like we would be shipping I mean it it took months of orchestration in terms of from closing the deal as far as like what what styles they're picking up to the price negotiations to what it looked like to um, for them to pull greeting ha- uh, greeting cards in internally, like operationally, what it meant for operationally, with, oh, like wow. if you're Counts dealing like with UPCs and like GS, the UPCs, GS the organization, <laughs> you know, you're facing yeah, GS GS one for UPCs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something with those, <laughs> but they're you know, you're facing chargebacks. You're facing, they're already like their vendor guidelines are intense. Certainly, yeah, wow. like they're they're I very be, intense. I bet. And yeah. so we were scaling up um, to have more staff than we had ever had before. You know. And learning how to manage that level of staff like rapidly. Safely. Also during the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. Just that thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. And this yeah. was this was like at, probably in August, I think, is when we started ramping things up. Of so on one hand, it was yeah. really amazing because we were able to provide a safe working environment yeah. for so many people who had, sure. you know, not I mean not so many, but like for people who, who had been laid off or yeah. they were in downtime yeah. from this and it was like, hey, like Cool. You can come be a part of this. We spread and out all the assembler stations. And yeah, cool. and had stuff set up, and it, yeah. yeah, it worked. Like our space, it just it worked really well. Like mm-hmm. we had the space yeah. to do it, um, and so that. Um, and then I printed everything on our hand fed press wow. because yeah, we didn't have the automatic press. I, we we did have the automatic press, but oh, I was like, right. I don't know, I can't use this. This <laughs> yeah, is too intimidating for this. Yeah. I was like, I got to use my tried and true. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, oh gosh, that I'm was like giving insanity. her back I know, like my arm was gonna <laughs> I mean, fall like, off. Like, it was you got crazy. this. Yeah. It was crazy In looking fact, back. Uh, the gears 
we we, we did have a little piece that like a gear off like plopped off, and then like, like it off. worked out a and little. I was like you have run this pin. I know. There's, I was like it. There's certainly a metaphor there for like running <laughs> the gears off a manual machine when right? you have an automatic machine. Uh-huh. Right? No, I know. Like, I know so. exactly. Like that. In hindsight, I'm like, well, I'm stubborn. That's <laughs> what it was. I was like, I know this is the way to do it. But this in the moment, there was no question. It's what you needed to do. So you were like, I'm going to go with my gut. Exactly. So yeah. It felt like that. You know, that moment accomplishing that. You with know, our team too team like it yeah. felt like we were we got a picture of like all of us standing in front of like these pallets with like stacks and stacks of boxes and then it like it's out to barnes and noble and it's like we want you know you, you go and you see it um but it's like someone else like they're just you know in yeah. whatever store like and they're like i hey i had a part in this like yeah hey, i assembled that i put the sticker on here yeah. like i folded that card and there's something, I don't know, like it was kind of the shared, especially with like the pandemic. It was like, yeah. the, you know, we a felt, nice win. yeah, it was felt like a, it felt like a win. And especially from small, like for small business, yeah. like to feel that and going into that, it felt just really like, and it yeah, felt like, it. you know, Hey, we have been, this is essentially what we've always been preparing for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is the test. Cause we've been, we've been building up and we were like, we're so ready to do this. Yeah. Like it's intimidating. Cool. It's scary, mm-hmm. but we got this and it's here, you yeah. know? And that's, I think. We have had that kind of mindset since the beginning of, you know, if we, I felt like if we learn to run a great business, we will be okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to succeed and it will, un, it will succeed without a doubt. Yeah. You know? And it's, yeah. it's scary, but it was still just like, we're, we're both very stubborn, you know, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I have that, a very stubborn belief that we will succeed, you know, and. And it was nice to see that. It was huge to see that. Yeah. Out, you know, and to, to feel that. Yeah. That's cool. And Allison, that's what you were talking about, Jamie, earlier. Always believing. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she I, was, I was believing like, in y'all through that. This. this is so stressful. I mean, I did believe. I mean, I was like, we will do this. Yeah. We'll print all of this. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I will print it. I will print it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of like having it all come together, like it's, yeah, it was a definitely a shared win and allowed us to use our strengths and our together to have that. So yeah, it was, I would say the other like part of a, like a big shared win, you know, as, as I see it is what this business has given us as, Mm. as individuals and as a couple, you know, um, because it's a lot of times when you start a business, you're looking for your number two and it takes people years to find that, to find somebody they can like working with, has skills that they need. Mm -hmm. And we, we're lucky to have that number two from day one, you know, cause it was us doing that together. And I think as we built it, we realized, you know, this is, this business is, is a tool to help us and to help us grow. And it's intimidating and it's scary to have, um, you know, you're in control of your salary level. You're in control of yeah. how, how financially successful you can be, you know, and which is very overwhelming and intimidating. Um, but it, it's also like, ah, oh, this is, this is a huge win because it's a part of uh, what enables so much in our lives, you know, that we're grateful for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. That's a good one. Well, actually, I think, I mean, we're running out of time and I feel like, I honestly feel like we could talk for, you know, another couple hours. We'll have to have y'all back for another episode. But, um, it's just really cool to see what y'all have built together and it's inspiring and yeah, that's such an inspiring creating something that is like connecting people more like, I know you do, but you should feel very proud of what you've built and continue to do that. We're so happy y'all are in the Greenville community. Um, We're happy to be here. But um, yeah, I'll let you wrap up. Say bye. Go for it. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like I've done so much talking. Anyways, thank you to Ink Newspaper for joining us today and check them out at inkmeetspaper.com. Yes. Thank you all for joining us.
Thank you. Bye. <laughs>